Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Lockdown Larry and the Quarantine Show with me, your host, Lockdown Larry. You're too kind. You're too kind. Please take a seat. Let's get this talk show going. Talk show. Okay. Thank you, guys. You're too beautiful. Too beautiful. If loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. Okay, guys, I'm losing my mind. I'm walking around the side streets. I'm taking pictures of flowers. I'm taking pictures of the sky. I, uh, I put out a little piece called First Light in the beginning of the week. Uh, it, is, it is basically my efforts at um, improving myself, trying to come through this thing like a tunnel, come out the other side, um, and, and, and do some photography and video work, right? So thank you guys so much. You know, obviously we never know what people's feedback is on the other side, you know, and people are checking their phones or they're, they're online and you never know what, what kind of messages people get. But I'll tell you, I got the nicest messages I think I've, um, I've ever received. So this is a, this is a, a special time. I think we're all kind of settling into it. Um, it's special in that we are realizing more than ever that each other um, and our care for each other is probably how we're going to get through this thing. I, uh, I, I've got to get up tomorrow early. I made a clutch decision and decided to uh, have my motorcycle shipped to me. It was expensive. I, d- I didn't want to do it, but I, I thought like, hey, I think a getaway vehicle is probably a pretty smart idea right now. And uh, I just got a phone call. They, they, will not, they will not deliver it into New York. It is non-essential, and uh, they don't want to be fined. And I just got off the phone with them. And I, it was cool. I mean, I, I had the chat with the lady. I was like, listen, I think this is essential. I mean, if things get kind of uh, much worse in New York, I'm going to want to get out of here. This is an essential um, emergency vehicle for me. And, you know, we had a couple words. They weren't bad words, but I'm going to have to go pick it up in New Jersey tomorrow, which is probably going to be a creepy cab ride. Anybody riding cabs or Ubers at the moment? Oh, man. Not looking forward to that. I'm going to be dressed in a in a garbage bag over my head with holes poked out. <laughs> um, but I'm going to go get that thing, and it's going to be strange to see my motorcycle because it represents all this sort of like personal freedom and and uh, and love for getting out, right? And uh, it's going to basically be sort of a utilitarian vehicle for me. But anyways. Uh, I discovered something really helpful to me. I, um, I don't know if you guys know, I've been like, I've been like dieting and exercising for the past like four months and I am within, I'm not far away from 50 pounds of, uh, losing, losing 50 pounds and I stalled. And if anybody has ever gone through that or is going through that, I'll tell you what's working for me. We see it, uh, we see, we see, we see the challenges ahead of us. And one of the challenges is that we can't really hang out with people. And what I decided to do is I'm doing dial a friend, ladies and gentlemen, dial, a- <laughs> I love the talk show format. I'm not going to lie. The dial a friend thing is basically, I need exercise and I also need 
to let my friends know that I love them and that I miss them and hear how they're doing and, and, and talk to somebody. So I'm going on these walks and I'm just calling a friend. I called my friend Arturo out in Sweden. Uh, I've called my friend Ryan out in Minneapolis, a friend of mine in Michigan, a friend of mine in California, friends in Germany. And I just call people and funny thing, I am noticing everyone has a lot more time, clearly, but a lot like the capacity to engage in the mundane and talk about things we're watching on TV or, or fears or, um, or panic or, or media overload and, uh, media fatigue. These conversations have been like revelations to me, and but I'm getting exercise while doing it. And, and, and why this is so cool is I got on the scale today, and it actually went down again. And I was starting to get down on myself because I was like, oh, man, beggars can't be choosers. I'm not trying to be on some quinoa bullshit, wheat germ diet stuff right now, man. I'm just trying to like live just like everybody else. But I found that you can have a little sneaky pasta at night if you watch your portions and go on a dial-a-friend walk. So moving forward, I, I, I almost should name this episode Step Away from the Keyboard. Okay, I, I, got, I got a little fired up. <clears throat> uh, an landlord, uh, old landlord of mine posted these pictures of, um, of body bags in the backs of hospitals being put into caskets and stuff. And, and they were like iPhone photos and it was really brutal and a brutal thing to see. And I was, I was, I, I I'm, I'm on Twitter all the time just because of music and so on. And so I just, I just saw these Donald Trump tweets about his ratings and stuff. And I flew off the handle. Um, I guess in a William McCarthy way, I, I, <laughs> I made mention of it. Like it's so hard. I don't want to be, you know, political guy, Judd Apatow. I don't know if anyone follows him. He gets really fired up about stuff and he, he posts and posts and he just seems pretty upset and bitter. And I'm trying not to go down that route. But when I saw this, I was incensed. And then after that, so it was like the body bag thing, Donald Trump talking about his ratings and directly after that dove soap, because we care, hashtag we care. And it had their emblem, like their logo on it. And it was like, wash, wash to love, love to wash or something. And I was like, this is fucking bullshit, man. If you wanted to do something humanitarian, leave the, the logo off it, donate something, set up testing centers or put your money, fund something. Don't sit there and try to like, you know, try to um, capitalize while the iron's hot um, upon a dire situation. I think we've seen with the black market and we've seen, you know, we're always going to see the dregs of humanity and, and strange human behaviors happen. And I think we are starting to see them and we're going to keep seeing them. Uh, and I, I, I appreciate all the um, Purell jokes and people opening up the trunk of their car and selling toilet paper. <laughs> it's like... Wow, dystopian, Darwinian times, dudes. Uh, this is this is a bumpy one. I uh, yeah. So wish me luck. It's not warm at all uh, in New York uh, in the mornings or at night. So I'm going to be up at like five in the morning, going out to New Jersey in a cab to get this bike that I hope starts. But if I can get it, that means I'm that much safer because um, 
yeah, New York is going through a lot. So let's take a short break. And when we come back, let's discuss uh, to view or not to view media fatigue. That is the question. If you're like me, you're settling in. You've probably cooked pancakes a couple times. You've organized your closet. You've called your aunt. And uh, maybe you've made some strange Facebook posts. Um, so we're, you know, we're settling into it. But <clears throat> looking at the world news, it's very, isn't it very strange? Like you're kind of like, okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. And then You start looking at what's going on and the more you feed into it or not feed into it or let it in, I'd say, let it in. You just, I start looking around like, how can you release a movie right now? Well, we kind of need movies. Is this the time for, for records? Yeah, I guess we kind of need records, but, but people are like, the numbers are climbing and, and that it really is interesting how that lens looking through that lens, um, can really alter your days. And so I think that's why me being healthy and, and, and focusing on the uh, health stuff has been so helpful for me. Um, so I, as, as many of you know, I have a Patreon and, um, I have, I, I, I am excited for this week because I'm, I'm making an episode, uh, with music in it for the first time. So the, the, um, the piece that I put up online, um, or actually for Patreon, but I put a little bit of it online. Um, that was like music and, um, some, like some creative writing stuff and, uh, me speaking about, uh, springtime and the fragility of blossoms and the vulnerability of the blossoms in this season in that, um, if it's, there's too much frost, they can't survive. And if there's too much heat, they, they can't, they, they, they are disrupted. So this, this delicate balance. And I feel like it was a metaphor for humans right now, but, uh, I rolled out of bed and I literally wrote a song before eight in the morning. And that never, that, that never happens. (laughs) And I really, I nailed it. And by the end of the day, I had the outro. And so I've been going on these long walks, like just re re like, reshuffling it in my head and it's pretty bulletproof. So I'm really excited to film, um, my next, um, New York city serenade episode, and I'm going to, uh, have some music in it for my Patreon people. Um, a lot of questions to ask you guys. I mean, I've, I've been asking just online, just with my own community, just like, you know, I have a record and I want to put it out. Like, I don't think this is the greatest time though. And people, you know, it, it can help, Bill. You got you know, and I'm like, yeah, I, I hear you. But the weird thing is, is with these damn records, if you do something kind of a bigger rock record, they get really expensive, and um, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars, right? Fifteen, twenty, thirty, something, you know, in that wheelhouse. And what I was always hoping was that, like, when I made a record, that that kind of rolling account could pay for the next record, and um, and. 
And I just wanted to always safeguard that because I want it to, I, it's basically, can you imagine just trying to find 20 grand during a pandemic to record your dream record or, or you're not even dream, just a record. It's, it's daunting, man. It's really hard to be the bank and, um, and the whole kit and caboodle. So I'm learning a lot about DIY and independent uh, music life as I have been the past few years. And this is, well, this is a real speed bump right now. I, I have videos and, and, and artwork and really, really beautiful stuff that I worked all through 2019 on. And it seems like if I'm not mistaken, probably the wise thing just in a survival way is to sort of like pull down the sails, get to a nice like cruising speed, take care of yourself, look out for your loved ones and um, maybe focus on just where we're at. And I think where we're at is like people doing online concerts and um, donations. Uh, so I don't I think people are selling tickets. And um, I think people are releasing singles. I, I think Brian Fallon, Eric worked on a, the Brian Fallon record that came out a little bit. And um, I think Brian recorded one, uh, sorry, released a record. And I think other people are and I don't know, it, we're going to have to, it, it remains to be seen, you know, um, if, if self-releasing anything these days is like, it's just a mass, it already was challenging, but like, is, is it, is it just a death knell for your ability to put out work? And I think that's why I'm so excited about, um, doing the music and like video work and photography and um because that now can be a vehicle for the music the music doesn't have to kind of shiver out there um all by itself waiting for some like gust of um publicity win to make it a success like i can kind of have my work um feel good and be a success unto my own terms you know so Anyways, thank you for all, I thank you all for getting back to me on the releasing thing. I'm not the only one. I've talked to several musicians that are just, wow, um, there's financial aid, but not for people who, like there's ten. There's a 1099 financial aid option, but if, if you've made a little bit and you've lost all your live stuff, it's really hard to kind of... Um, present that live income. So anybody who's lost their, their half their income, um, or m all of their income from touring, like I feel you, man. Um, there's not, there might not be any kind of way to get assistance and that really sucks. So stay strong musicians. And all I can say is just think about it. And like I always say in the, in the mosaic way of thinking and that, it's not just music anymore. It's all these little tiles of who you are that create like the, the, the larger, um, the larger journey, the larger person, the larger being that is you, like, you're just going to have to do more, which is not really torture. It's actually kind of fun. I'm learning a lot myself. Moving right along. It's really interesting to think about all the stuff that we went through before this event to Harvey Weinstein. Me Too movement, Brexit. Um, there, there was, there was so many, there was so many things that were gripping, and they were, you know, they, they 
they affected us, you know, and it seems, they seem so far away now. And, um, I won't belittle them at all. They were, there were massive events, um, in their moment. And we've got this, this whole event going on. I will say one of the cool things that I'm seeing is the paparazzi shit seems to be gone. The tabloid shit seems to be gone. There's a lot of, there was a lot of this, this top layer of, of kind of filth, like, um, you know, the telemarketers and, and, um, the get rich quick schemes and all that kind of stuff just seems kind of wiped away. And I'm sure you're sitting there thinking, well, I've seen a couple of, you know, things and I'm sure I've seen them too, but I largely, that seems gone. Traffic seems gone. Um, <clears throat> I've heard my sister told me in Southern California, that air quality has improved. That's crazy. Um, so that's kind of where my head's at is trying to trying to <clears throat> not oversimplify this or like put a nice bow on it. Like, <laughs> ta-da, <laughs> everything's great. Uh, I will say I've, I've gotten feedback from friends. Like I literally want to kill this lady or I want to kill this dude. Like, uh, like yoga, <laughs> yoga instructor videos. Like, hello and welcome. Stay in your light and stay in your truth and live your best life. Go out and spread the love and the joy. And it's like, I think I could handle that a little bit. If like within a mile of my house, there wasn't a, a gigantic like hospital boat. Um, and there wasn't, uh, body bags and people, um, perishing in hallways or alone in makeshift beds and, um, haphazard hotel tents and so on. So it's a fine balance. And I'm trying to find it. I'm really excited. I'm going to um, wrap up this podcast now and get back to the song. And um, how long you guys think we're going to hear about COVID-19? I remember during 9-11, I was very innocently, I was in New York City, and I very naively thought, wow, we're going to hear about this for a long time. <laughs> Little did I know 20 years later, you know, it'd still be in our consciousness. Like, I think that this is going, can you imagine all the novels, the blogs, the New York Times, um, Twitter episodes, or the Vice is going to do, or that people are, you know, how long this is going to be around. And the media does have a strange way of kind of continually stirring the pot and keeping the yuck going. So I think that we are in this folks. So carry on, carry on brave warriors of quarantine. Continue on those crossword puzzles and that spatula, spatula <laughs> and that strange dish that you didn't think you could make that turned out eh, pretty good. Um, made a pretty weird casserole over here the other day. Um, feel a little bad throwing away food in a pandemic. <laughs> it's pretty bad. <laughs> Casseroles are tricky business, friends. Potato al gratin, um, damn tastes rotten. Guys, I don't know what's going on. I'm with you though. I'm going to keep piping in my two cents every week and we just keep the, keep it going, man. Stay busy. Keep that mind clear. Sleep in a little bit dream, build, work, work on yourself, 
work on the infrastructure of who you are. That's what I'm trying to do. And when I started this year, I said, this is the year of transformation. 2020 year of transformation. And damn it, I meant it. I didn't think it would transform into this strange um, Bruce Willis film that we're living in. Uh, the other day I was trying to think of all the bad actors that could star in this very film. Um, Schwarzenegger crossed my mind. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Nicholas Cage, man. Why the hell did you do that 9-11 movie, dude? That was so such bullshit. As a, as a New Yorker, it was like, what are you doing, man? What the hell are you doing? The ladder 19 or whatever. I didn't even see it, but I'm just like, why? Why? That's a funny thing with the with the with Hollywood and stuff. It's like Mogadishu, like three years after Mogadishu. It's almost like, I mean, this must have started with John Wayne and like World War II movies, right? A squadron in the sky. Uh, when there was literally squadrons in the sky. Maybe it's easier for us to watch entertainment than it is to watch. Oops, excuse me. Um, to by, by bang the mic. Watch reality. We 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 want to see an actor portraying Ray Charles rather than give a shit about Ray Charles. You know, in his final days. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but yes, I'm definitely waiting for. Uh, Dwayne Johnson to come crashing through the window with like a hazmat suit on, like quick to the chopper. Um, that guy's always hanging off a helicopter or a Hummer and there's always explosions. Um, well, I digress. Wish me luck with the bike tomorrow. I'm going to be freezing my plums off. And this is life, folks. You've been listening to Onward with William McCarthy live from quarantine basement. Ciao.